his most treasured possession. Its very presence in the tool-shed was a secret and fearful joy to be kept scrupulously from the knowledge of the woman, as he privately dubbed his cousin. And one day, out of heaven knows what material, he spun the beast a wonderful name, and from that moment it grew into a god and a religion. The woman indulged in religion once a week at a church nearby and took Conrad in with her, but to him the church service was an alien rite in the house of Remen. Every Thursday, in the dim and musty silence of the tool shed, he worshipped with mystic and elaborate ceremonial before the wooden hutch where dwelt Sredni Vashtar, the great ferret. Red flowers in their season and scarlet berries in the wintertime were offered at his shrine, for he was a god who laid some special stress on the fierce, impatient side of things, as opposed to the woman's religion, which, as far as Conradin could observe, went to great lengths in the contrary direction. And on great festivals, powdered nutmeg was strewn in front of his hutch, an important feature of the offering being that the nutmeg had to be stolen. These festivals were of irregular recurrence and were chiefly appointed to celebrate some passing event. On one occasion, when Mrs. de Ropp suffered from acute toothache for three days, Conradin kept up the festival during the entire three days and almost succeeded in persuading himself that Sredni Vashtar was personally responsible for the toothache. If the malady had lasted for another day, the supply of nutmeg would have given out. The Hudan hen was never drawn into the cult of Sredni Vashtar. Conradin had long ago settled that she was an Anabaptist. He did not pretend to have the remotest knowledge as to what an Anabaptist was, but he privately hoped that it was dashing and not very respectable. Mrs. de Ropp was the ground plan on which he based and detested all respectability. After a while, Conradin's absorption in the toolshed began to attract the notice of his guardian. It is not good for him to be pottering down there in all weathers, she promptly decided and at breakfast one morning she announced that the Huran hen had been sold and taken away overnight. With her short-sighted eyes she peered at Conradin, waiting for an outbreak of rage and sorrow, which she was ready to rebuke with a flow of excellent precepts and reasoning. But Conradin said nothing. There was nothing to be said. Something, perhaps, in his white-set face gave her a momentary qualm, for at tea that afternoon there was toast on the table, a delicacy which she usually banned on the grounds that it was bad for him, also because the making of it gave trouble, a deadly offence in the middle-class feminine eye. "'I thought you liked toast,' she exclaimed with an injured air, observing that he did not touch it. Sometimes, said Conradin. In the shed that evening, there was an innovation in the worship of the hutch god. Conradin had been wont to chant his praises, 
Tonight he asked a boon. Do one thing for me, Sredni Vashtar. The thing was not specified. As Sredni Vashtar was a god, he must be supposed to know. And choking back a sob as he looked at the other empty corner, Conradin went back to the world he so hated. And every night in the welcome darkness of his bedroom and every evening in the dusk of the tool shed, Conradin's bitter litany went up. Do one thing for me, Sredni Vashtar. Mrs. de Robb noticed that the visits to the shed did not cease, and one day she made a further journey of inspection. What are you keeping in that locked hutch? she asked. I believe it's guinea pigs. I'll have them all cleared away.